Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Hall, and with me as always is my good friend, Patrick Terry. Look at that <laughs> dramatic pause even. You got it that time. Learned, your, learned from your mistakes from last week. <laughs> quick. There you go. Yeah, very much. How's it going, my friend? It's going. Yeah. Start of another week. Yeah, how was your fourth? It was cool. We just um just chilled at home. I could order pizza. No fancy grill food or nothing like that. Just order pizza. Cool. Yeah. Went off with a bang. Too. That's or, about it. No had enough fireworks in the neighborhood, so yeah. you know, like a little war zone. Then it rained and then they stopped for a little bit. Then when it stopped raining, they started back. And you know. Game on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But of course yesterday they were still popping them off too. Hadn't heard any oh. today, so maybe they finally oh. ran out. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but one of our coworkers uh, works on Midnight's. Mm-hmm. Apparently spent two, I'm, I think over now, probably $2,000 on fireworks. Okay. Yep. Wow. Two grand. I'm sitting there while I'm talking to him. And I said, you said what? Apparently had fireworks at his girlfriend's, at his mom's. And I'm like, man, two grand. Yeah, I'm like thinking, bro, you can get, you can pay cash for a new, brand new iPhone for that and have, and still have money. Yeah. You can buy a new MacBook and still have money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you're True. literally spending that much money just to watch it literally go up in smoke. Wow. Literally. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, cool. They have you yeah, got man, it. You got it. Thing. <laughs> and you know what? And that's what he says. He goes, "Man, this is my this is my day." Okay. Is, I don't really do much, you know, for anything else. But you know, Fourth okay. of July, that's my day. I'm kind of. He's like, uh, said, uh, what is it? I'm a pyro. You know, like you don't really have to be a pyro. You just can just enjoy fireworks. Yeah. If you're trying to light buildings on fire and and bath draft, then yeah, you're pyro. I think you're just, I think you just like fireworks. And that's yeah. cool too. Everybody has their yeah. thing. That apparently was his, but two grand. Oof. That's a lot. I mean, maybe he just put back for it, had it ready, and then boom. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Oh, he's working on a crap ton of overtime to make up for it. Okay. <laughs> that's what he was telling me. Okay. okay. Oh, so he didn't save. <laughs> no, no. Um, we just went, you know, in town and watched the. The ones they had in town, you know, sat outside of our car. Yeah. And just did that. Yeah, that was it. And then got stuck in traffic, as you do, because what better of way? Of course. Um, one set of parents that had a truck, used a truck probably the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Put a tarp in the bed of the truck and then took a hose and just filled it up with water. So that way the kids had like a little mini pool while they were waiting for the fireworks. There you go. I know, There's- right? So it's time to go. Smart. Just let it back out. Damn. And then done. <laughs> yep. I said, damn, that's smart. Sounds yeah. like a good reason to have a truck. I, about the only, I mean, I. It's I another like reason. Because, of, you know, yeah. I like my van. I'm happy with my van because I could just drop all the seats because I got stow and go. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a, it's like a covered El Camino, more or less, is what the, my van turns into. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just haul a bunch of shit in there and then when you're done, pop seats back up, call it a day. There so, you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, we didn't really do much. Um, yeah. Uh, not too much to report, I guess. 
I got I watched some great movies. Um, I can't wait to talk about and yeah, just chilling at the works. We're good. Um, so uh, for everybody that remembers uh, that my grandfather passed away the first of June, um, we're having a memorial. This will be uh, this will drop today, Monday, and then the memorial's Friday the tenth. So we'll be out of town. Um, to go for that but we are uh we're still going to have an episode ready to drop and all that so no fears we're doing we have a we've already uh went back in time to record something for the future follow that logic um so we have a themed episode (laughs) that drops next monday um, instead of a regular episode so um so be prepared for that not prepared i guess but yeah just letting you know that that's what's in store (laughs) I'm just rambling, I guess, is a good way to put it. Um, well, let's get into our watch party, buddy, um, which was last night. Yes. Let's, uh, let's discuss, one, the process of the watch party, and then get into the actual movie we watched. Um, so, the watch party was interesting because I had never done one and didn't realize I was going to have to like, download an extension. I thought it just pops up, whatever. But yeah. it was very simple. The only problem was I was having a hard time copying and pasting from, you know, the link from the party site to the yeah. to the page for whatever reason. Did not want to copy and paste, and it was driving me nuts. I'm like, I am not typing all of this out. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm gonna be persistent. Um, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, I didn't have any problems with the overall process. Um, itself, but I understand you had a little bit of problem with the chat. Yeah, like um, after a while, like I sent two chats in, and it didn't pop up like it was normally. And yeah. then the last couple that you sent me, like you, it was like a double on the last two that you sent. And after that, if you were if you were sending anything else, there was nothing. So yeah. I just kind of focused on the movie, and then toward the end, that's when I let you know there was an issue there. Um, but other than that, it was good experience um i did notice a lot of times when people popped in sometimes the movie would play or it would pause you know yeah um so i didn't know if that was just when people enter like if you have it paused somebody comes in to just start playing i didn't know but um other than that and i did have a buffer issue that i don't think anybody else had but um other than that it was pretty seamless okay cool 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 yeah um and Neither you or, you or I have had watched the movie before before mm-hmm. um, before this. No, no more I, than the trailer. Yeah, and I purposely did that. Like I, yeah. I mean, I had more than enough time to watch it, and I almost thought about it just so I knew because um, I'd done the I guess research or whatever on the trivia, you know, and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. had it all written down, ready to type out whenever it um, whenever it was relevant in the movie and was ready to go with it. And I almost watched it just so I can time it just right. So I knew where to, in what order to put everything in and right. it turned out I really didn't need to. I mean, so I, I'm kind of glad that I didn't watch it before. Now caveat to that is I did, um, Ruth and I originally had started watching it probably about a month or two ago. And we made mm-hmm. it through like the first 20 minutes and then we had to stop watching. I forgot why. Um, either we fell asleep or we had to go somewhere. Like, I don't even remember what time of day we watched it. But I remember we started to watch it and then we then we had to turn it off for one reason or another. 
Um, so I'd only seen the first few minutes. Not even enough to really know what was going on. Right. Um, what did you think of the movie um, itself? Or what's, sorry, hold, hold on that okay. thought. I got ahead of myself. So for those okay. that have not watched it, um, Murder Mystery on Netflix is uh, was released last year, um, hour and 37 minutes long. Um, stars Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, and uh, basically it's about a New York cop and his wife that go on a European vacation to reinvigorate the spark in their marriage but end up getting framed and are on the run for the death of an elderly billionaire. So think if you're Agatha Christie Mysteries, um, that's basically kind of what they modeled this movie after. And then throwing a little bit of Knives Out, and that's kind of what you got, although the movie came out before yeah. Knives Out. By a few months. Um, Runner Mystery came out in June. Knives Out, I think, came out in November. So Okay. So it was so okay. just, like, it's just, uh, they both have a, they both try to serve the old murder mystery uh, styles of storytelling. And both did. I, at least in my opinion, thought they did a good job doing it. All right. Now, with that being said, uh, go for it. <laughs> oh. It was better than I was expecting, you know, because it's Adam Sandler. And, yeah. And, but um, it was it was actually a decent comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, he's he's kind of, you know, um, reserved a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But um, you know, had a decent cast. Uh, didn't he didn't throw everyone that he knew in it, which I think was a good thing. Was well, cause, <laughs> yeah. Thing. That uh, <laughs> only ser- serviced the film, I guess is yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. Overall, I just, it was just I, like as I was watching, I was like, okay, this is not terrible. And no, by the end, I was like, it was a, it was a nice experience. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, this is a little bit harder to riff on than I was right. expecting it to. Right. I was like, I, I, I thought we would just have a lot of one-liners and yeah. you know, a lot of zingers, but it was like, there's nothing really bad to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I think the one thing it since your chat was messed up that you missed was when you went to go get the uh, track phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I put it, I put something in the chat <laughs> being like, yeah, I need these two track phones and that Furby necklace, please. <laughs> I was like, I, I know, know he just, he just pretty much just stole them. Cause there was no cell. There was no, no clerk there. He just, he just swiped them. Well, he went into it to pay. He just didn't show him paying for it. Okay. So it was, a, okay. It was just a display on the outside. And okay. And then went to the right to go oh, in. Okay. Okay. He didn't steal. Okay. But yeah, they, yeah. Um, no, uh, like you, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yep. I was like, yeah. well, <laughs> made it. I was like, I, mean, I could make a few jokes here and there, but really, this movie is actually kind of it's not bad. It's actually kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. And the cameos that are in it are not even ones that, unless you read the trivia, are going to be like, oh, okay, well that's that's a uh, that's like a uh, it's not really a uh, like it's you really kind of have to know, like yeah. uh, in the film, Adam Sandler's wife plays the flight attendant, and uh, that basically tells him he can't, you know, there's a bar but he can't go to it. Yeah, like that's his wife. Um, Jennifer Aniston plays a hairstylist, and at the very beginning of the film, um, the her customer that she that's sitting, you know, that's her customer is her real life best friend and was the maid of honor. 
in uh, her and Brad Pitt's wedding. So, I mean, silly cameos like that. It's not, yeah, it's not your Kevin James's or your Chris Rock's or Rob Schneider. Not right. one Schneider. Not one Schneider. Uh, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, not from the boats. Not from, not, not knocking on the door of the airplane bathroom going, you yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah. Are they trying to do the Mile High Club thing and. Yeah, I was disappointed in that, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I, I found it interesting. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the only pro- continuity issue that I had was they're having that conversation. They're, yeah. they're having the conversation. He's putting shaving cream on to shave his face, although he never shaved that stupid mustache, which I couldn't stand. Yours <laughs> is much better, my friend. Yeah. It, it looks ridiculous on him. Yeah, it looks so weird. Yeah. So I was like, oh, good, he's going to shave that stupid thing off. And then, no. He shaves, like, literally everywhere around it. Or he puts shaving cream on to shave everywhere around it. And then the very next scene, he's got, like, a two-day growth, two, three-day growth on on his face. I'm like, that's why I was like, didn't he just, I was like, didn't he just shave? Like, they literally just showed him with shaving cream on his face. Like, did he just not do it because they were rushing? Like, I feel like there was a scene... (laughs) There was a part like there was a scene cut out where, where they had to forget it and, and he just and they had it off. Wipes it off. Yeah. And then the very next thing after that, after the one that shows him, uh, the very next thing after that is freshly shaved. I'm like, oh, it's so you did finally shave. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's a little noticeable, bro. I mean, it's like mine, right? Like mine today is. Yeah. I was, you know, it's noticeable enough, which sucks, dude, because I'm basically gonna show up. For two days and then be on the road. I got to shave for two days. Sad. Yeah. Makes me sad. That's all right. I'll, I'll at least have a week. True. Have to, so that'll be nice. Sorry. I didn't mean to go off and <laughs> digress a little bit, but yeah. But no, this movie was actually really entertaining. Um, it was a lot of fun. You don't really get annoyed with any of the characters. Like, because mm-hmm. in Adam Sandler film, you kind of get, like, I'm okay. That's a bit much. Okay. All right, we got it. We've beaten that joke to death, but it was actually right. entertaining. Like it, like I was, like I went upstairs after we got done last night, and and Ruth was still up. I said this movie was actually pretty good. I said like you would like it. We'll have to watch it again. So I'll gladly watch it again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was uh, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston's second collaboration. Um, first one was just go with it. Um. Let's see here. I know, it's also on Netflix. Yeah, and it said a Netflix record that in the first three days, it received 30, it says, apparently 30 million accounts watched the movie. So, who knows how many people that didn't have accounts watched it also. (laughs) Right. So, um, and then, let's see here. I think that covers everything. You know what the body count was? I should probably shouldn't say it because that way I don't want people yeah. counting during the movie. Never mind. <laughs> there, I'm showing you the number. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, which is actually not as much as I don't know, it's a decent number, but it's not what you would think, I guess. Sure. Um, but I liked Luke Evans, um, who was guest on in Beauty and the Beast. He was also in the uh six and i guess technically i guess he technically was in seven but only for like a minute um he was in 
uh, Furious Six and or sorry, Fast Furious Six, um, the opening I guess part of Furious Seven, and then in Fate of the Furious, um, and he's been in many other things too, but those are just kind of a couple of the things that he's been in, and then uh, Zod himself, uh, Terrence Terrence Stamp was in it, played the uh, played the billionaire, Gemma. Arturton, who um, I remember her from playing, I think she was Strawberry Fields in is that Quantum of Solace, the James Bond movie. Um, but then there were John John Candy, who played T'Chaka in Black Panther. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of different, you know, you know, people that you would know if you saw them, but not not big name, I guess. No, super big name, but those are the ones you guys would know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it for sure, totally. Um, so if you haven't seen it, watch it. Let us know what you think. Um, would love to hear from you. I know some of our uh, some of our listeners had already seen it and tell us they really enjoyed it and that they laughed quite a bit. Um, so awesome. Um, cool. So we'll try and do this again. Uh, we'll try and schedule it a little bit further out. Uh, yeah. There's an apparently there's an app that you can download and do watch parties, and it doesn't have to be just Netflix. It could be, I guess, anything. I don't know. I gotta look into it more. Um, and then yeah, I saw we'll, one called. There's one called Venmo, and I think you actually have like little video boxes and a chat box. Okay. But I haven't tried it out. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll look into that more, and so we can do another one. Um, I still want to do Hurricane Heist. I still think that would be a fun one to do, because that one's just batshit crazy. Yeah. Before Geostorm, there was Hurricane Heist. Dun dun dun. <laughs> All right. Um, guess my turn. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is one I watched. Um because I know my daughter was going to want to watch it. So I was totally cool with it. It's called Feel the Beat. If you have a child that's in dance, you've already seen this. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and... I mean, there's, I, don't, I haven't met anyone that... I don't know anyone that whose kid that does dance or is interested in doing dance mm-hmm. that hasn't watched it yet. Um, I know my two nieces have also watched it on repeat, apparently, already. Um so, Feel the Beat is about um, Sophia Carson, who is in, who plays Evie in the Descendants movies. Ask me how I know about that, Patrick, because <laughs> I've seen them hmm. more times than I've ever wanted to see any movie in my life. Right. Um, but Chris loves them, so I told her that. She goes, "Wait, that's Evie." I'm like, "Oh, is it?" She's like, "Yes." It's like I <laughs> definitely want to watch it. Like, All right. Anyway, Sophia Carson plays April, who's um, who after failing to find success on Broadway, she returns to her hometown in in Wisconsin. Sorry, Wisconsin. I don't know where you're from, and uh, and is reluctant and reluctantly is recruited recruited to train a misfit group of young dancers for a big competition because she was trying out for something, but she it's in the trailer, but she stole someone's taxi. Turns out the person whose taxi she stole from is like the producer, I think, of the Broadway show she was she was uh, trying out for. 
Wow. So she didn't make it, and then there was a disagreement, and the lady f- fell. So she pretty much has kind of got, ru- you know, of course, the video, of course, somebody recorded it, so video went viral and everything. So she ended up going home, uh, back to her hometown, um, to spend some time with her with her family. Her dad is played by Enrico Colantoni. If you watch Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars is dead. So there you go. Um, and she meets up with, she runs into the person who, you know, her former dance instructor, um, who she stops by to visit Miss Barb. And she sees these kids and how terrible they, they you know, they are at dancing. And basically is like, you know, good luck, whatever. Um they all think she's made a big, you know, it's a big Broadway star. They don't know anything about the fact that they, that she's, you know, had this incident. Right. So, and she's not telling anybody. She finds out there's this big competition, um, like national, basically the nationals you know, version of nationals. And that um, this one judge named um, Welly Wong, um, played by, is it Rex Lee? Hold on. Yes, Rex Lee. Oh, my God, I got it right. I know him because he's on one of Ruth's, I don't know if it's ABC Family or Disney, but it's one of those shows. ABC Family. It's same thing. <laughs> ABC Family, Disney, whatever. Uh, it's called Young and Hungry. and he. So he's in that show, and um, Ruth loves that show. That's the only way I know him. Um. So he's this famous Broadway person. So he's going to be one of the judges. So she feels like if she can meet him, she can try and get in being this, what they call a teacher feature, which I've never heard of. So it may have maybe made up for the movie and may be a thing. I'm not really sure. Um, right. They don't have much competitions that Grayson's been at. Um, anyways, basically it's where the teacher dances with the students, but it's too highlight what the students have you know more of the students than her but she's having okay. to learn that and so she feels like if she performs he'll see her and then want to put her in his musicals or in everything so she agrees to help miss barb get these kids um train them and get them ready for competition and then get them to succeed with a lot of you know, obviously trial and error down the way. This movie is a super, super cute movie. Like if, again, if you have kids and that are interested in dance or are dance, you know, or do dance and you haven't seen this yet, you really should watch it. And if you do have kids that, that are in dance, I'm guarantee, again, I'm sure they probably have it on repeat. Um, Grayson's watched it, I think three times since we, uh, since I showed it to her, I want to say last Monday. Tuesday, last Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, she really likes it. And it's one that doesn't even, like, it doesn't annoy me for her to rewatch it because it's actually, you know, it's cute. It's a cute movie. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It's, even if you don't, I mean, it's, if you just want something kind of just cute to watch, like, it's just very lighthearted. It's nothing heavy. It's definitely something if, you know, with everything going on, just to kind of get your, take your mind off of things. Um, it's a cute movie. Yeah. And it's fun. Um, 
so yeah um i'm a fan for sure so feel the beat um go churners as they say in in the movie um (laughs) the next movie not as lighthearted actually the next two i have not as lighthearted uh um, in fact this one may literally rip your heart out um no Dun, dun, dun. Fatality. <laughs> Fatality. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my rectangle. No, um, I'm talking. Uh, so I don't know if it still is, but on iTunes, they had. Uh, I like doing the 99 cent rentals. So every now and then I'll go through there and see what they have. And I found this documentary that I've been wanting to watch. Uh, called Memory, the Origins of Alien. And it's a documentary about the making of the movie Alien. Nope, it's a... Uh, all right, so it's no longer 99 cents. It's $5 to rent or $8 to buy. I'd just go... Okay. Honestly, if you're a fan of Alien, just go ahead and buy it for $8. You'll want to rewatch it. I kind of want to buy it because I really actually enjoyed it and probably wouldn't mind watching it again. So it's... Um, so in this documentary, it's an in-depth voyage into the sci-fi film Alien with the visionary filmmakers who created it. See how one of the most terrifying movies of all time came to life 40 years ago, inspired by ancient myth- mythology and our universal fears. So what they did was they actually got, first of all, if for no other reason alone, I'm glad I watched this because I know that it's pronounced Giger, not Geiger, as far as the artist, H.R. Geeker, not H.R. Geiger, which I have been, I'm sure, pronouncing for years, mispronouncing yeah. for years. Anyways, Geeker, just so you know. Uh, they had some archival footage um, where they interviewed him talking about the different um, talking about the different uh, pictures in, that they were pulling from mythology that they kind of wanted to use, and then he used his interpretation for it. Mm-hmm. And then trying to make that come to life. So they talk about the props, you know, about the the one that comes out, shoots out of his chest, about yeah. the different prototypes they went through, and how hard of a time they were trying to get it to to get it to work correctly. And right. they really were having a hard time, I guess, trying to get it to shoot out through the chest, like the fake chest cavity. And they were really struggling with it. And it's just puppeteer work, more or less, but it's just trying to punch through. And uh, the uh, the uh, Nick Corman, ah oh, shoot, was his, I blanked on his name. Shame on me. Um, but the guy that wrote it uh, had uh, actually gone through trying to get, you know, was having a hard time trying to get this sold, and then f- was finally able to do it. And once he was able to get it sold, you know, they went through a couple of different directors. And then finally, Ridley Scott, you know, this young guy, you know, and still fairly new to film, you know, to uh, still fairly new filmmaker, decided to take this voyage and, you know, to direct this film. And he was very, he let the screenwriter be very hands on. Like, you know, because most times, you know, you just sell the script and you're kind of out of your hands. But yeah. he wanted his vision to be sure that it was his vision that was coming to life. And, it shows just the different styles of filmmaking that uh, decisions that Ridley Scott used into making this film. 
they uh but they interviewed the cast they interview veronica cartwright they interview um tom skerritt um the only they didn't interview sigourney weaver i don't know if they weren't able to get a hold of what um but they also interview film critics they interviewed ben mankowitz anybody that watches turner classic movies as much as i do um knows who that is he's one he's kind of one of the main hosts um and knows a lot about film history uh but it's just fast it's a fascinating um movie i yeah and i'm not like huge on you know because not huge on that but i on the movie like the franchise as a whole but i've i mean i've watched all of them so I'm, i like them enough that i watch all of them but really the first two are the two that i like the most i still like the th- i know a lot of people don't like alien 3 for one reason or another i love it because that's early david fincher mm-hmm. and the stuff that he did with the camera in that movie like the story itself is kind of lame but his how he tells it though is really just like the camera work and everything i absolutely love that's just like it's such a good movie just for from a technical aspect maybe not from a story aspect from a tech technical aspect it's amazing so i like watching it for that reason um what was it fourth one's resurrection that one i could do without that one was kind of lame and have you even watched the alien versus predator movies i don't even know why <laughs> yeah but i rent them i mean i don't go to the theaters for them at all but i go you know I'll, I'll still watch them um but yeah it's uh but the first two for sure just amazing i remember when i saw alien for the first time and honestly i don't think i saw the first one first my best friend uh growing up i was probably God, how old I, trying to think of how old i was when i first saw it my best friend sean he him and his family had a huge movie collection. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 copied they copied a uh, Batman on VHS for me because we didn't have it yet, and so they made me a copy. So that's how I got the Batman on VHS. So, anyways, yeah, I know FBI been knocking on my door wanting that copy back. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> uh, he had they had a ton of movies, and I'd go over and spend the night sometimes, you know. And we'd stay up late watching movies, and he knew I don't, I didn't like scary movies, like I don't like, just don't. But he didn't give a shit because I get, I don't, for whatever reason. And he put Aliens on, and I watched that, and I'm like, I'm so gonna have nightmares. This is, I, I was like, I don't know why I keep doing this, um, <laughs> but I'm so totally gonna, I'm so totally gonna have. I don't, I don't think I did though, but I was definitely scared. Movie definitely scared the shit out of me, which is what it was supposed to do. But it was also fat, you know, amazing though. So I'm kind of happy that he did, but also kind of mad that he did at the same time because <laughs> he did. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this documentary is amazing. Storytelling's great. Uh, the behind the scenes footage and and the showing of how they did things, how everything came to be, it's just really fascinating. Again, um. It's on, uh, like I said, it's on uh, iTunes for I think to buy for eight dollars. Otherwise, it's like four or five. So, might as well just spend a couple extra and just buy it. Like, if you're, because if you're gonna watch it, you're not gonna be disappointed. Um, right. So, uh, and then lastly, God, I don't. 
Uh, I guess I'm still going to talk about it. So, so that one I watched uh, Friday, Thursday night, or set Thursday night. Friday night, um, a movie I've been kind of talking about briefly and kind of, I don't want to say hyping, but I mean, I've been talking about it, you know, for its impending release. Um, so I've talked about a movie uh, called The Outpost. Uh, it finally came out on VOD, you know, wherever you can rent, you know, rent stuff other than Redbox. It didn't it hadn't come there yet. Right. But it's on iTunes and uh, Amazon uh, to rent or purchase. Um, so I just pre-ordered it. So I was waiting. I was kind of hoping it would drop Thursday night, like late Thursday night, and I would just suck it up and stay up. Yeah. And then it didn't. So it literally waited till Friday. I'm like, oh, man. All right, that's fine. So that's why I ended up watching the Alien documentary that Thursday night. Yeah. Um, so Friday night, while my neighbors were shooting off fireworks, I watched The Outpost. <laughs> you know, because okay. I needed a little more. I needed things to... I needed to sound like gunfire outside and sound like gunfire <laughs> through my headphones, too. It, it, extra special effects. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I can't get the... Uh, I can't, you know, since uh, theaters are closed, we don't have 40X. I have to get my own 40, my homemade 40X, I guess. There you go. Uh, (laughs) So the outpost, it's about us. It's based on the true, it's based on the book that was written by Jake Tapper. It's a real life account of the, of U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan and Cam Camdish. Uh, it's about a small team of U.S. soldiers that battle against hundreds of Taliban fighters in Afghanistan. Uh, again, it's based on a true story. It stars Orlando Bloom, who everybody knows, Scott Eastwood, who everybody knows, <laughs> and Cale Blandry Jones. Some people may not know he played Banshee in the in the revamped X-Men. Uh, oh, first class. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was a redhead. That foil, obviously. So, Banshee. Um, Mel Gibson's son, Milo Gibson. Um, I was trying to see if... Um, but it also stars uh, Bobby Lockwood, um, Selena Sinden, Jacob Scipio, Jack Kessie, Taylor John Smith, James Jagger, Alexander Arnold, Corey Hardrick, Will Attenborough, not sure of any relation to Richard or not. Um, and then a bunch of other people. I mean, it's a huge cast. Um, this movie is, it's not an action movie. What do you mean it's not an action movie? It's not. It's a war movie. One that's kind of being, I know it might sound like semantics, but it's not. It's an action movie has a lot of, like Fast and Furious, you know, is, is an action movie. It's over right. the top. You know, you get shot in the arm, you keep moving on, you know, because you got superhero strength and stuff like this. War right. movies tend to not be that. They try to be as yeah. realistic, more, and try to be more realistic, more grounded in in reality, and try and show as much of an account of what occurred at during what whichever battle. This is most definitely a war, a war movie. It's it's nuts. I mean, it's 
So if you think about where this where this um, outpost is, think of it as like a fishbowl. It's at the bottom of the fishbowl. Okay. So um, you so when people come to attack, they're coming from up high. So you're having to shoot. You you basically are at the disadvantage because you're down the bottom and you have to go They've up. Got the higher ground. You got the higher <laughs> ground. You can pick yeah. up. So you know, like they say, like a you know, like Yoda says, you know, always has or not Yoda, Obi Wan. It's you need to have that. Right? Got the higher ground. Yep. Don't do it. <laughs> well, so this is what worked in there you know, worked against them. And the movie does a great job of foreshadowing without, without it being like beating you over, like without saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah. It does it in a way to show not only the viewer, but also the person that the guy's talking to that's new. Hey, this is, you know, Hey, if we were to have, you know, it's a serious attack where would, you know, where would we be? And it shows them actually going through, okay, they go up to the, you know, they go outside the outpost and they go up different places. Okay. Well, if I were attacking, I would go, you know, I would, I would try and attack at this area first, followed by this one, followed by this, take this out, take this out. So they know where their weaknesses are. So they know where they need to defend if they were ever to have a serious, I don't want to say a serious attack, but one that with hundreds of of uh, soldiers attacking them as, as opposed to just like a dozen. Right. Because it's a way for me to try and express a serious attack. The So the movie's directed by Rob Lurie, who I'm a huge fan of because... So uh, if anybody has... So back in 20 years ago, he made a movie called The Contender. So I don't know how many people have watched it. It was one of my favorite movies. Um Growing up, not growing up, God, it was 20 years ago. I'm not, I was that young. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so the contender was about a senator that is a contender for the U.S. vice president, but information and disinformation about her past surfaces that threatens um, to derail her confirmation. So this movie has, stars Joan Allen, has Gary Oldman, to play, kind of plays the bad guy. Jeff Bridges, who before he got all gradually, you know, eating rocks, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Um, Christian Slater, Sam Elliott, William Peterson, Sal Rubinick, Phil Baker Hall. I mean, huge, huge cast. Mariel Hemingway, um, huge cast. Love this movie. The way it's shot, the way it's told is the filmmaking just in general is just amazing to watch. And as somebody that was taking film classes that was very much interested on how a story is told, you know, and how it's shown as opposed to not just a script, but how it's shown and portrayed. Love this movie so much. He also, um, he also wrote and directed straw dog, the straw dogs remake in mm-hmm. 2011 with James Marston. Um, so he also did that. And I'm trying to think of what else um, our listeners may know him from um but he's uh, resurrecting the champ from 2007 oh the last castle you know the one that was shot here in nashville <laughs> at the old uh prison yeah um where also green mile was shot he also directed that one too so with robert redford james gandolfini 
et cetera, et cetera. So he's got a lot of credits. The director is also a veteran too. He was in the military. And so he's taken that experience that he's from serving in the military and he's able to bring that to provide more, more, I guess, realism to the film. And it shows, I mean, this movie is, I don't want to say it's tough to watch, but it's, it's not tough to watch in the sense that you're like, oh, I'm just bored with, no, you're not going to get bored. There's something always going on, but it shows the realism, the camaraderie with the soldiers, the fights that they have, the bonding. I mean, it's, it shows just, I mean, just real life warfare. I mean, it's, it's brutal to watch some scenes and he's able to place you in he's able to place you in the seat as if you're one of the soldiers like that camera takes you there and right. puts you in there and then makes you think holy crap what would i do besides freak out if i were placed in this type of situation yeah and it really puts you in there and makes you feel in which is great because it it helps you because i'll be honest i actually had some some anxiety watching this like, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine. And right. there's just so much in this film. It was just the way and the performances were amazing. They weren't. I mean, they weren't anything short of stellar. Caleb, Caleb Landry Jones was absolutely awesome in this film. Like, I hadn't really seen him in, in much. I've seen him in a couple of things, but nothing to really show his acting chops like this movie did. Scott Eastwood, you know, did a good job. I mean, did a great job not being, you know, the pretty boy, you know, right in the handsome actor. He, you know, that he, one of my favorite lines, and I, and I kid you not, I, I got my, as soon as I heard it, I took my phone out, opened up the note section on it, and then typed it out so I'd never forget it. It says, he tells a soldier, don't rush to failure. Basically telling them, don't. Don't run out here just to just to lose, you know, just to die. Take your right. time. Take your time. Think it through and get it done. Don't rush to failure. I'm like, that's one of the best. I mean, that's you need to put that on a shirt or something. But it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's worse to live by. I mean, that's powerful. I was like, that's when I'll, you know, kind of remember kind of like from Snatch. Uh, never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. That uh, Vinny Jones said, yeah. that one has always stuck with me, and that one has never been more true than than um, in the line of work we do. So, um, really, anywhere in life, but yeah. So, um, I can't praise this movie enough. Um, to these, what he, you know, what the director Rod Lurie had to go through to get it made. Um, he had to leave filming to. And I've told, I think I briefly told the story on a previous episode. And I know I posted an article on our group page about about uh, him telling about the story about him having to go back home to the states because they were filming in Bulgaria, um, going back to the states to to his son who was dying and um, and then later passed away. And you know, one of his other kids saying, "You need to go back and finish making this movie. This is what he would want." And he sold, you know, excuse the phrase, but he soldiered through and, you know, went back and finished making this film. And he made it 
he wanted so much for this film to be released on July 2nd, which is when his son passed away. Right. You know, as a tribute to him. And so that's why I really wanted to watch when it because it the second was Thursday. That's why I really wanted to drop on Thursday so I could watch it then. Yeah. Um, but alas, the earliest I could watch it was the third. Um, this movie is I believe this movie is important to show what soldiers go through. So it's what our veterans have. You know, just kind of gives a glimpse. I mean, we'll never know having never been there. But it give, it does provide a glimpse. It's not. It doesn't fall into a trope of trying to be. It doesn't have that awards glitz, I guess you could say, or sheen to it, because yeah. it's not trying to do that. It's not trying to be. It's not trying to. It's not a movie that's trying to do fancy filmmaking or have whatever in it. It's not trying to be the Roger Deakins <laughs> of 1917. Yeah. Fancy camera work to try and win awards. This one's just trying to show, as trying to pay tribute to these soldiers that these seven soldiers that lost their lives in this in this uh in this battle and show just a glimpse of what they went through and the ones that did survive you know honor them you know and these other soldiers this yeah i i can't recommend this movie enough it's def i believe it's important to watch um some people may have to be in the mood for it um yeah. This is the movie I've been looking forward to all year. And I was very glad I got to watch it. I'm very happy I got to watch it. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, movie is two hours, three minutes long. Came out, came out Friday. Um, and that's The Outpost. Also recommend the book because the book provides um, more information that's not even covered in the movie because right. it's hard to cover all of that. And I like one thing too, it just made me think of it. Um, he, the way he introduces the characters, he shows them, you know, he shows the characters, provides the name, so you're not having to wait for a character to say someone's name because you don't really. It's not like I go up to you and say, "Hey, uh, Terry," <laughs> or "Hey, Patrick." You know, all the time I go, I'll say, "Hey, man," or yeah, something yeah. like that. Most people do that, so right, you right. can't. So that's you know the best way to introduce the characters is to show their name, and usually uh, um, certain ones, they show the rank also, depending on you know, if they're higher up and they're coming in and out. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was very well done, and that was a very smart way to, to introduce characters that way. Now, will you remember the names? You may not until after the movie, because um, if you do watch the movie, stay and watch the credits. It shows, because it shows the... The actor who played, portrayed the the uh, soldier, and mm -hmm. then on the left side of the screen it shows the picture of the actual soldier. Okay. So, and they did amazing. The casting on this was, it was amazing because the sim, you know, they did an amazing job getting actors that looked about as close as you can get to the real life soldier. So, um, yeah, definitely watch this movie. Mm -hmm. All right, on you, man. All right. So I watched a couple of movies. Uh, I'm going to give my two cents on The Five Bloods. I finally got to check that out. Um, of course, a uh, Spike Lee movie. I didn't realize the movie was like two and a half hours long. I watched it after work. And, um, and so, if, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say they could cut anything out, but it did kind of run long at certain parts. Yeah. But um, it was it was definitely worth watching. 
Um, of course, uh, Delroy Lindo play Paul. His character was like insane because <laughs> I kept hearing people talk about his character and how you know how he did portraying it, and I was just like, man. I mean, just like as the movie went on, he just kind of was just losing it more and more, and he just finally. Then um, it was definitely a Spike Lee movie because they had a lot of his elements in it, um, especially when they were talking to his son David. They were standing over him. It's like he's a little kid drinking his orange yeah. juice. But just the perspective, I was like, yeah, that's, that's Spike Lee. Um, then it kind of felt like both film and documentary because when they mentioned certain names, they showed the picture. And then it started off talking about uh, Muhammad Ali talking. A lot of film footage of, you know, with things that were going on during that time. And, uh, of course, this took place in Vietnam. And it was just... It was it was it was just it was really interesting. I was, I was glad I finally watched it. Um, and then when they showed Otis go meet up with an old fling, when she opened the door, I was like, "Man, he aged not so well, but she aged very well." I know, right? <laughs> right? I was, I was like, like, maybe she was just real young, and that's why, like, she maybe, been. yeah, because I mean, like, it's yeah. the war, yeah. you know, you kind of, yep. yeah. Yep. And then, um, let's see. Then of course Isaiah Woodlock's line. Every time I was, I was watching, like, okay, he's gonna say it here. Like, no. Then when he finally did, I was like, okay, that was perfect. Boom. <laughs> that was perfect. We got it. Yeah. We got it. Knocked it out. <laughs> or um, <laughs> that uh, is that Leo meme, the Leo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But yeah, the pointing. Point, yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He said it. He said the line. Uh, then I was looking at some trivia, and it was saying that the the characters that are primarily featured in the the present time. Uh, taking the names of the Temptations. Uh, you got Paul, Melvin, Otis, Eddie, and David. And then Chadwick Boseman's character, Storm and Norman, that happened to be the name of their producer slash uh, songwriter, Norman Whitfield. Yeah. So definitely a little tribute for them. Um, then I saw that the original title was supposed to be a Last Tour, and it had Oliver Stone attached to it, but it moved forward. And the um, producer for the movie uh, saw that, you know, least favorite movie was The Treasure of the Sierra Madre and figured, hey, because of the premise here, maybe he'd be interested. And he was. And then him and his writer rewrote it, but then centered it around uh, black soldiers, which I thought found was interesting. Um, The one thing that kind of threw me off, but then when I saw the trivia, it helped me make sense of it. When they were showing flashbacks, I was like, why is Daryl Lindo still old? This was supposed to be a flashback. <laughs> right. But it was saying that um, instead of, um, it's not really a flashback. It's just them remembering the past. And it's just kind of showing that in their mind, they're kind of still there. That's right. why they still look look mm-hmm. that old. That, that old. Um, but yeah, it was definitely worth watching. Um, one of the better Spike Lee movies. It wasn't, it's just, you know, like Black Klansman, that was good. Um I haven't watched. I wouldn't say I've watched every Spike Lee movie, but the ones I've watched, you know, this definitely ranks high as some of his best work. And um, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. It's for sure. It was it was something. It was slow in parts, and that kind of. But I mean, but yeah. Spike Lee movies can be. Yeah. Because usually when it's slow in parts, he's trying to be poetic. I guess is a good way to put it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And not so much in what the characters are saying, but just in his style of filmmaking, he's trying to. He's trying to do his poetic type thing, which he does from time to time, but it 
I was waiting on the long track shot, you know, where he's where the characters are riding on something, and then the camera's like up, yeah, you know, like almost up like, their nose. Yeah, like early in the movie when it's they were like walking when in town, I thought they would have done that then. Like, yeah. you know, no, they did it in the jungle happened. somehow. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like oh. yeah, weird timing <laughs> for that, but all right. Yeah, everybody likes a challenge. <laughs> True, but um, yeah, I just you know still I just wasn't prepared for it because I was sitting there watching, I was like, oh man, it's only been like forty minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was the same way. I was the same way. It's like, like I should have watched this during the day. (laughs) But um, there was one moment, like a real kind of surprise, wasn't expected moment happened. I I, I literally said, I'm like, oh, wow. And so I was pretty much attentive for the rest of the time because I didn't know what was going to happen from that point. And then there was a bit of a foreshadowing early in the movie. And then when they showed it, I was like, oh, he said he wasn't going to do that, but. He did it. So, not not <laughs> to give are. it away. Yep. Yeah. I know what you're talking but, about. But um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the performances were great. You know, like I said, Paul Daryl and those character just that was that was it. Yep. <laughs> and then of course, you know, Chadwick Boseman. He wasn't in it a lot, but his character did yeah. have a pivotal role. Yep. For Paul's very, character. Very so, pivotal role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so it he was there when it counted. <laughs> Say it the least. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that's all I really had to say about that. It was definitely worth watching. That's my two cents on it. <laughs> and then the next movie, I finally checked out Becky. Okay. Which is the um, movie featuring Kevin James as the villain, which uh, I was reading as his first role in that position. He's never played a villain before. He's always been the good guy. Um, this was released. <clears throat> a week before the Five Bloods, because Five Bloods was the 12th, and then this movie came out June 5th. Uh, it's 100 minutes long, so it's shorter. Uh, it has two directors, Jonathan Millot and Carrie Mernian. And then there was no budget information, but it had a box office return of uh, 882941 So I guess it had maybe a limited release somewhere. Okay. Uh, you have uh, Lulu Wilson, who plays the character uh, Becky. Kevin James plays Dominic. Joe McHale plays Becky's father, Jeff. Amanda Bruegel plays Jeff's uh, girlfriend, Kayla. And then you have Robert Mellett playing Apex, which is pretty much um, Kevin James' character's right-hand man. Big, big guy. Oh, okay. And then uh, Ryan McDonald plays Cole, another of um, Dominic's, I guess, partners in crime uh what it's about basically um <clears throat> these four convicts convicts wreak havoc on a teenager her father and others while on a weekend getaway at a lake house um so these four convicts escape during a transport by creating a situation where the officers have to pull over and then what they do is they take them out and assume their identities and later acquire a vehicle by taking out a family of three which also involved two kids they don't necessarily show what happened, but, you know, it's implied. But you know, something's gone on. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> apparently they're after this key. The one thing I did have, a pro- they, don't, they don't say what the key's for. What is it? What is it? What's the purpose yeah. of it? But they're after a key. And it just happens to be at this lake house that Becky and her father are at. Okay. Um, but early in the movie, it shows Becky getting picked up early from school to start her weekend getaway with her father. Uh, on a stop at a convenience store, we learned that her mother isn't in the picture 
as she observes other teenagers with their mom. She comes visibly upset and kind yeah. of removes herself. But upon her arrival at the lake house, Becky learns that her father has also invited his girlfriend and her son, and she's not at all happy about it. Oh, you know, yeah. You know how it goes, you know. Yeah. You no know, mom's, you know. Well, basically, the mom passed. And so seeing her dad with the girlfriend, you know, she's not accepting that because, like, how could you do that because right. of this? And, um, but, um, they have dinner. Becky gets frustrated and leaves. But, uh, she learns that her dad has proposed to the, to the girlfriend. And, of course, she's still not happy about that. <laughs> but, um, while she's out having her, her moment by herself, the one of the convicts pulls up to the house, you know, knocks on the door, but he's dressed in regular civilian gear. And, you know, it starts off normal. He's like, I'm looking for my dog. Haven't found him. Can't, you know, they said they haven't seen him. Then he kind of starts going off of a, on a tangent. He notices their dog. And he sees it's kind of like a mixed breed. But he's like, you know, my dog is a pit. It's pure breed. Your dog is not. And, you know, he just kind of shows a little craziness. And they're like, well, it's time for you to leave. But, you know, he does it. And things just kind of go left from there. Um, pretty much kidnaps well, let me see. The girlfriend and her son, they run off, and he pretty much makes the father, Jeff, sit on the couch, kidnapping them. And his partner, Apex, has a chance to take care of the girlfriend and her kid, but instead he tells them to leave. And so when he comes out, he says, hey, I took care of it. It's like, that's not what I mean. Like, did you handle it like I like we were supposed to? Right. No. But um, so... There, I thought there was just like one dog, but apparently there's two dogs in the movie. And when the um, Kayla and her son are running away, two of the other guys find them walking away, and they say, "Hey, I'm looking for um um crap, my notes suck." Uh, <laughs> Welcome to my world. Right. <laughs> um, so they basically get caught, get brought back to the house. Which is weird. Dominic didn't even make notice of, okay, you told me you handled it, but here they are. So what happened? You know, they, they didn't really address that. Um, one of the henchmen shoots the dog, which they called Becky. You know, he's like, um, where's Becky? Oh, Becky shot. I mean, one of my guys shot shot Becky. So Jeff, the father, thought he was talking about his daughter, but his mm-hmm. girlfriend immediately, immediately says, oh, that was, that was the dog, you know, yeah. You know, just kind of throw him off. Like, no, it was a dog that got shot. And Jeff kind of was like, okay, cool. Let me not give away that I have a daughter here because then they have leverage. But um, Becky eventually comes out and she sees what's going on. She can hear. And so she she gets to the house and comes into contact with a a little walkie-talkie. So she uses the walkie-talkie, calls the house, and tells tells Dominic that, hey, I didn't call the cops. You might want to leave. And blah, blah, blah. So while he's talking on the walkie-talkie, he notices like it's a little kid thing, so she can't be too far. So there's no way she called the cops and calls her bluff on it. Um, but still, they're trying to get this key, but at no point in the movie do they say what the key is for. Like, why okay. Why do they need the key? Um, so he takes Jeff, the dad, outside, starts torturing him, taking a hot poker, brands his face, mm. and then Becky's like, okay, I'll get you the key. So she runs back, Finds, so she found the key earlier in the movie, but there's no real reference to what it is. Okay. But 
which I don't know how it got there because it's their lake house. So I'm like, why is it there in the first place? But um, she gets the key and she's on the way back. So he puts the dad on the phone. I mean, on the walkie-talkie to tell her like, hey, you know, come on in, give the key. We'll they'll leave. But instead, he decides to try to break free from being captive. Headbutts the guy behind him and takes off running, and gets taken out for his troubles. You know, like he he actually finds Becky in the woods. Says, "Hey, you need to leave." Becky's like, "They're right behind you," and Dominic takes him out. Mm. So, um, I don't know what the minute mark is, but this is around the point where this the eye moment that I talked to you beforehand mm-hmm. comes up. So that's how she gets away. Uh, I just, I just is... leave it at that. <laughs> um. So yes, um, Patrick did warn me because I'm a good because he's a good friend, and we are both good uh, good hosts. Yeah. We will we will we will always be there to tell you if there's an uh, something you need to be uh, as I refer to ocular awareness. <laughs> you yeah. need to be aware that something's about to happen with an eye. One of us, one or both of us, will be there to tell you. I forgot. I don't even know what that's called. The, I'm sure there's some sort of phobia name for it. Yeah. But, um, cause just like I know there's one for, you know, when people throw up in movies and, you know, if you see somebody throw up, it then makes a you chain reaction. Up. Yeah. So, um, if we see that, we will also let you know. Um, yeah. oh, which reminds me, uh, feel the beat. There's two or three, two or three times that happens. Someone throws up. So, okay. There we go. For people, for people that need to know that you've now been made aware. Yeah. Um, so about midway of the movie kind of becomes like a, I guess, Home Alone-esque where she starts setting little traps and starts taking people out. And like the movie is 100 minutes, so it's it's not terribly long, but the middle portion of me kind of drags a bit and comes unbelievable. But um, somehow she sets these traps and takes care of these guys and... As much like, like we watched the trailer, like we both said, "Oh man, this movie mm-hmm. looks crazy." But yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, like to me, it was kind of disappointing. I mean, I, st- I liked oh, really? it, but it was a little disappointing because it wasn't it wasn't what the trailer made me feel. Okay, <laughs> I didn't get the same feeling from the movie as I did from the trailer. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay, I didn't feel like Kevin James was as menacing as I thought he was going to be. Okay. Um, yeah, because um, I was looking at some of the reviews. Some people were like. Five out of ten. Some are mm-hmm. two out of ten. Some are seven or eight out of ten. But I guess it just depends on what your preference is, what you like. Right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it got a little home alone, home alone-y <laughs> toward the middle. Home alone-y. <laughs> and um, home alone-y full baloney. <laughs> yeah, and then a little slight Rambo. <laughs> right. Maybe not 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 old school Rambo, but like present day Rambo. Oh, you know, not last, last blood Rambo. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, little it's, it's a little gory in it. Um, yeah, there's a scene with, with the boat, and the motor of the boat. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Alright. <laughs> but um, so if that's not your thing, you know, when you see her get on the boat, right. just be ready. Um, but yeah, like overall, it was, it was decent, but not as good as I from the trailer gave me feelings for. Yeah. So. Some more trivia. 
Apparently Simon Pegg was slated to play the villain until he dropped out, and that's when they brought Kevin James in to replace him. And again, this is his first villain role. Let's see, Which, Simon you know, played a villain before. It's been... Mm-hmm. Um, he's played... Uh, yeah, he's played a villain before, and it's... Yeah. I wasn't saying that he wasn't ever a villain, but... Kevin right. James yeah. Did. Yeah. No. I just. But um. I guess scheduling conflicts. He couldn't do it. So that's when they brought Kevin James in. Which I mean, he looked crazy. I mean, like it fit him. I just, you know, I just felt. Like I wish he had done more. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I really had to say about it. Okay. <laughs> it's nothing. Not much else. I mean, I feel like you know, Lula Wilson did pretty decent in her job, but um. It's just kind of unbelievable seeing a teenager take on these grown men. Right. And mm-hmm. just like, mm, all right. Gotcha. Maybe okay. this could have been a riff movie. <laughs> it, maybe. If it was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. So, as far as, uh, as far as trailers, um, we've got three. Uh, an American Pickle. Uh, starring Seth Rogen, uh, plays a, an immigrant worker at a pickle factory that is accidentally preserved for a hundred years and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn. Really? So Captain America, but preserved no in powers and preserved in pickle juice. So uh, that, okay. So that's <laughs> so that's going to be a movie. Yeah. Um, released. Uh, it's going to be released August sixth. And let's see what else we got here. Um, they released another trailer for The Old Guard, which will be out Friday on Netflix with uh, Charlize Theron. <clears throat> Apparently it's based on a comic book that I've never heard of. Um, okay. But it's about a covert team of immortal mercenaries that are suddenly exposed and must now fight to keep their identity a secret just as an unexpected new member is discovered. This may be our next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah. Oh, Greg Record wrote the screenplay. I love Greg Record. I met him. Greg Record's a very he's a he's a he uh, he's written books. He's also written a lot of comics. Um, he created Gotham Central, which Gotham Central is basically instead of superheroes, it's all about the Gotham City Police Department. It's an okay. amazing run. Like I, I met him in uh, Seattle ten, oh god, ten years ago, um, this past March. One of the nicest, sweetest, down, down to earth guys, I've ever met. Um, and just funny. I mean, he's just great. I mean, he's just he's a guy you can go have a drink with, type of person. Okay. Not not much ego there. And I was talking to him about how much I loved Gotham Central because it is, the. The way he wrote it, you would have thought he was a former police officer <laughs> because right. of the the what's the word I'm looking for? The way that a police department functions as far as personalities and personality clashes. He introduced um, Renee Montoya in in the series as the detective that was gay, which back then when the Gotham Central came out still was kind of. Tab, not taboo, but I mean, it, you didn't really write gay characters. Now, you know, right. you know, there was like a dozen of them, but yeah. back then you really didn't, so it was still new and still kind of, you know, um, awesome that he decided to go that route with his character. 
and then in the whole series just amazing um he's also written some batman stuff he wrote uh, no man's land which if you anybody that knows batman is a big huge seven volume trade series like it's huge it's a big storyline it was based i think he wrote the book first and they turned it into a comic they even did an audio version of it which is actually really good too um anyways i love greg Rucka, so i guess i'm gonna watch this movie now um apparently he wrote the screenplay and i'm assuming he wrote the comic too um so yeah i guess i'm gonna end up watching this crap (laughs) (laughs) they pulled you in yep and charlie staring looks like she's got her you know flex haircut again so uh then and then lastly uh that'll be like i said that'll be out friday um and then lastly the text collector um this is David Ayer's new movie. Um, David Ayer, who did End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal and and um, trying to blank Michael Pena, mm-hmm. uh, and he also uh, Sabotage and Suicide Squad, um, Harsh Times. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going, you know, and try and get past some of the hard disappointment. Anyways, um, in the original Fast and Furious, uh, Training Day, like he's got some good movies. SWAT, which I love SWAT. Harsh Times with Christian Bale, it's actually pretty good. He's got a decent, he's just hit or miss, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, uh, so the tax collector is about a quote-unquote tax collector um, for a crime ward that finds his family's uh, safety compromised when his boss's old rival shows up in L.A. and upends his business, starring Shia LaBeouf as the tax collector. So, uh, George Lopez plays the bad guy. <laughs> so, that's new. Being interesting. But I, think, I, bet he'll pull, I bet he'll pull it off convincingly, though. Like, I can see, I can actually see that. Even though he's very George Lopez, I can see him playing a bad guy. Like, yeah. I, I, I believe he can pull that off. Um, that's really the only two people that you'll know in this movie. Um, so it looks interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, looks like that's coming out August 7th. Um, I'm assuming theaters, so we'll see. Um, yeah. And, buddy, I think that's it. All right. So, uh, by the way, I probably should have started off with this. Happy 50th episode, my friend. Oh, yeah. Happy 50th. One, halfway there. Bro, we, well, we're halfway to 100. We're halfway about... 100. We're, we're at least um, a quarter of the way there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quarter way to 200. Look at this. I could do math. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. It, it's kind of a big deal, dude. 50 is a big deal. Just think if we would have uh, done this weekly. We'd oh, have, yeah. We'd already been there. We'd probably be like... Spent, 70 something 80. 70 yeah, or 80 80. Yeah. Um, yeah. so uh for me so today's the uh sixth that sounds right i get i yeah. can't track a day yeah today's the sixth wednesday will mark our one year anniversary um from our first episode dropped uh july 8th i oh, remember wow. that from my notes and you know everything else um so we will have also so in two days, we will hit our one-year milestone as well. And for me, for me, I just want to say thank you for joining, for 
allowing me to finally talk you into doing this <laughs> after yep. harassing you for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Um, Thank you for asking. It's not something I ever would have even thought I'd be doing, you yep. know. So I'm enjoying it. Good. God, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you put put some you you know you put some you're putting your time and your time and uh, money into equipment. True. You know. Yeah. So I hope you. I'm glad you're liking it. Um. You know, this is. I mean, we've gotten to do a lot of things. I didn't think we'd ever. You know, I didn't. I, I would have never thought we would have done. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, talking to people we've talked to. Um. I want to do a special shout out on Wednesday for our one year. Um, thanking all the, essentially thanking all the people that have uh, joined us and definitely to, and mainly, most importantly, to all the people that have taken time out of their day to listen to us ramble on about movies and about our kids and and things like that. That means a lot. Um, I've got, you know, I keep coming up with new ideas and different things I want to try. Um which just means that, which just means that I'm enjoying it that much more. Right. I'm coming up with new ideas. Um, the newest one, which will probably be the hardest thing for us to arrange, maybe not the hardest. Um, I'll say challenging, but in a different kind of way, challenging. Yeah. Um, and I think I briefly have talked to you about it, and I've talked to a couple other people um, about it. Um, this idea that I had, you know, this is. It, as much as this is, is for us to talk about movies, it's for us to talk about movies we take our kids to see as well and what they think about movies. So the thing I've, I want to do, and but I want to arrange it to where obviously um, this is feasible and we can try and, you know, we'll record it and we'll release it as an episode, is that we just do an all-kids episode um, where we get kids that we know that want to talk about movies that they like. It could be they would just want to talk about one or two, you know, they just want to talk about for a minute or two. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but essentially we would just be there to kind of mediate and we just let them talk about what they liked and what some of their favorite movies are. And we'll do it. We'll have to do it as a zoom. So we're going to, so we can have multiple people on. Right. I see this working out about as well as one of my daughter's um, zoom classes that she had when her, uh, pre-k was closed and they had zoom classes with all the kids um obviously the parents all had to be there so you know to one wrangle them (laughs) two so they you know know we're not we're not doing anything uh so what you guys think of the godfather you haven't seen it (laughs) oh you really there's a great scene with a horse great scene with a horse yeah there's a clip (laughs) yeah yeah, there's a great yeah yeah, i got a clip right here hold on (laughs) let me pull it up all right can y'all see this all right so this horse right here this horse is about to have a bad day. Um, <laughs> what do you mean you haven't seen John Wick? Hold on. Come on. Uh, come on, they got. Come on, man. They got Fortnite skin. Um, There's dogs in the third one. Yeah, exactly. Cute little puppies. <laughs> oh, you like clowns? Have I got a movie for you? They've made three of them. <laughs> right. uh, but no, I, it's it's something I'm, I really seriously want to do. Um, one day for us to try and arrange that um, and get that because I think that will be fun. I think it'll be my daughter. I already told Grayson about it. She's she keeps asking me when we're gonna do it. I'm like I haven't even begun to try and figure that out yet. Um, yeah. Now I'm seriously starting to regret having never told you. But 
nope it's in the works we'll uh we'll keep everybody posted um if you have an a child that would like a trains doesn't matter i don't care um if you have somebody that would you have a kid that wants to talk about one of their favorite movies we don't care how old the movie is if it's one of their favorites we just want to hear them talk about it and tell us why it's their favorite um um shoot us a message post it on the page or post post it on you know send us a message in the group obviously if you have our information just reach out to one of us and we will definitely uh make that happen because i think it'd be a lot of fun it might be a little crazy but i think it'd be a lot of fun um and we'll release it as an episode because kind of hard to get people together um right now so the best thing to do is to you know do it here while we can so true and uh yeah you know so that'll be our big summer thing as opposed to trying to do a live event well uh well, th- this will be our live event of sorts <laughs> right so um and then i'm working on something basically got some good news uh before we started recording and i don't want to spoil it so um i've got some you know another interview that i'm going to try and schedule a lineup and it's kind of a big deal for me and i'm very excited um so i'm going to work on that and then uh we'll get that situated and get that episode out um i do i absolutely think you will not be disappointed so with that little teaser i will say patrick thank you again and um guess i won't see you next week um wow that's gonna be weird yeah. i guess we're essentially we're taking a week off huh how about that um <laughs> that'd be all right and give us plenty of time to watch some new stuff um yeah got netflix now so I, I, may, I may keep it i don't know there's a there's an anime that bruce was telling me about called cannon busters and i watched the first episode last night so yeah yeah, busters. yeah it's a right. it's a anime featuring well from what i've noticed there's a lot of black anime for the most part uh-huh. characters but i know the the intro song sounds like um could be like a rihanna song it's not rihanna singing but it, she sounds like her but um after you played the intro, I was like, okay, I'll watch it just based on the song from the intro. But um, I did watch episode one, and it does look interesting. I was watching... Is, like it, first is, it, is it for adults, or... Uh, yeah, so, it's, it's it's TVMA. So, gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, the, this first episode seemed okay. Uh, it was playing, all right, I'll, I'll wait until you get done watching it, to let, and yeah. then get back to me to let you know if... Yeah. Or to let me know if uh, it's, it's okay for York to watch. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, right now, the Probably. first episode just seemed like normal, <laughs> yeah, normal anime. But you know, I don't, I don't watch as many animes as a lot of folks, so you know, I'm, I'm not as familiar with everything. So, but I know they can get a little crazy. Yeah, but so far, at least the first episode's fine. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. That well, there was a part where somebody got their chest pretty much had a hole blown into it, but it, but it healed. So. Okay. Yeah, for what that's worth. <laughs> okay, yeah. that'll probably be fine then. Yeah, and I was watching it Japanese language with uh, subtitles. It started oh, off in okay. English. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing a dub. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got nowhere I can watch with uh, subtitles. You know, if I miss yeah, something, I'll just rewind it back. Podcast is done. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, that's what being on doing this podcast has done. Is made you yeah. be able to watch movies with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, Parasite was like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. Uh, I, I may end up keeping Netflix. I don't know. Okay, I've got it. I've got it linked to my 
cash app card so i'll just keep the monthly fees on that okay. and then there that way go. if something funny happens i'll just deactivate <laughs> okay cool works for me all right brother well um well for myself i hope everybody has a good week hope everybody had a safe fourth and um again thank you for listening to us um it was a good episode 50 can't wait to knock out another 50 and then another 50 yeah. <laughs> just keep going Thank you all for listening. Um, For myself, Jeff Hall, and my absolutely amazing co-host, Patrick Terry. We will talk to you later. Later. Later.